for me, content marketing is the best way to educate, inform, entertain, and teach your audiences. I think it's about responding to your customers' challenges, attracting your target uh, audience by addressing their problems in your content. It's, it's really simple. It's our job to tell better stories. And always remember, it's the risk takers that are Hello everyone and welcome to episode 103 of the SaaS Growth Hub podcast brought to you by Growth Marketing Agency Advanced B2B. In today's episode we'll be talking once again about content marketing and how to best use it to support your SaaS B2B growth. The short answer? It's actually not that complicated. Now, as ChatGPT and Generative AI are part of every other discussion, everyone seems to have become a content marketing expert. Need to write a blog post? Ask ChatGPT. Need to send an email to your prospects? Ask ChatGPT. Need to write the script for your next product marketing video? You get it. Ask ChatGPT. But is that a good plan? Should you place your content marketing strategy in the hands of AI? Maybe not. To discuss this, we're joined by Alexis Chevalier, former CMO, now part-time CMO, who successfully achieved 3 mil in annual recurring revenue directly attributed to content marketing operations for content marketing agency Eula Words. So what really is content marketing? How to use it to contribute to your company growth? And how to get your CEO to understand the value of content marketing? And what's a part-time CMO anyways? We answer all of those and more in episode 103 with Alexis Chevalier, part-time CMO and firm believer in content-led growth marketing. Hi, Alex, and welcome to the show. Yeah, hi, guys, and thanks a lot for the invite here. Can you tell us a bit about yourself? What's your story? Yeah, so I've been working in B2B marketing for actually for 10 years now. So I'm a bit old um, and with a strong focus on, uh, on content. And we actually uh, together in, 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 a, in another life with, uh, with Clem. Uh, back then he was called Pablo because he grew a big mustache, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I kept it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that, I can see that. And, um, I'm still going to adopt that name, <laughs> <Yeah>. Pablo. <laughs> yeah, it's called Pablo. He's, it's his real name. Yeah, I, I thought I left that persona back, uh, you know, back, back there, but clearly yeah, no. just uh, dug it out of clearly the ground. No. Yeah, I guess I have your <laughs> past. It follows you everywhere. It's it's my gift for 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 mm. all of you, girls. and I you. thank you for yes, it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, recently I became a part-time CMO, so as a, as a freelancer, and I help SaaS B two B CEOs build their marketing strategy and content strategy. Well, since you brought the part-time CMO role up, uh, what does a part-time CMO do? Yeah, uh, it's a good question, but it's ac actually quite simple for me. A part-time CMO is a CMO, you know, uh, but he's focused on executive level problems. He thinks about the big picture like every CMO, but he works part-time for different companies. It's right. actually quite simple. Yeah. And actually, so, so you uh, actually sorry. work for, for several companies at the same time? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're I, like I a mini, like, mini, mini agency yeah. in yourself. Yeah, yeah, an agency of one, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, um, I have a follow-up question about this. Um, what are your biggest learnings from being a part-time CMO? 
Yeah, it's, it's a good question, but it's, it's quite um, early to, to answer because I, I, ju I just started to, to work as start MCMO. But uh, I, I think the, the main quality is to work for different companies, you know, because you can learn new things every day because every company has its own problems, its own challenges. So, so it's, for me, it's, it's, um, it's really about the learnings. I can definitely relate to that. And I'm sure so you can as oh, well. Yeah, it's the best uh, part of agency life because yeah. you can kind of constantly have new problems to solve. Yeah. <laughs> yes. New challenges every day to make things uh, a bit more interesting. Yeah, definitely. All right. Um, can we actually jump to the next topic already? Like the talking about the foundations of content marketing. And um, well, we know that content marketing is a discipline everyone seems to know a lot about, but um, only a few get results from it. So, um, Alex, what is really content marketing? Yes, uh, a great question. Um, uh, for me, content marketing is the best way to educate, inform, entertain and teach your audiences. Um, I think it's about responding to your customer challenges attracting your target uh, audience by addressing their problems in your content. You know, it's, it's really simple. Mm. It's like a simple way to frame something that sounds a bit complicated at first. Mm. Uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, actually, uh, you know what? I've been struggling to explain my parents what I do for a living. So I'm going to give them this <laughs> definition and I'll let you know if that, uh, if that was clear enough. <laughs> I, I, I think a lot of people are overcomplicating complicated the, the, the content marketing part, but I think it's, it's really, it's, it's just about addressing your audience problems in all of your content. So it, it, it can be blog posts, podcasts, videos, social content, and, uh, you know. Actually, can I, at, at this point, can I ask your, um, your background in content marketing? Where, right. where, when, when did you get the first touch in content marketing and you obviously feel very passionate about it. Why? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but because I, I started actually in a in a in a, in a startup, um, and uh, I, I was content manager. You know, so I was at the bottom of the of the ladder, you know, and uh, and I, I I learned a lot about content marketing uh, uh, back there when when I was uh, when it was my, my my first my first job and. Um, after after this first job, I, I actually uh, grew up uh, the, the ladder and, and learned a lot about content marketing. So I I, I worked in a, in other startups and, and continuously learned about content marketing. All right. Well, since you talked about growth, uh, what are the requirements uh, for content marketing to become a growth engine? Yeah, um, I think there are several criteria. For me, the most important thing is to have clearly defined, uh, defined your areas of expertise. So the subjects on which you feel legitimate as a company to speak out. Um, then I, I would say a perfect knowledge of your audience. I think it's, it's really important. Not just personas or ICPs, but an absolute mastery of their day-to-day -day lives, their challenges, their objectives, and so on. And a, a final important point is to ensure that your content strategy correlates with your company's business objectives. So for me, this is the only way to ensure that your content will generate revenue. 
All right. Actually, since you talked about like knowing your audience uh, perfectly or having a perfect knowledge uh, and understanding of your audience, how do you do this? Uh, and you mentioned Persona and ICP also like, which are like, you know, like also two different frameworks in a way, but how do you, what's your, what's your formula uh, to learn about one's audience? I think the, 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 the key thing here is to talk with your customers, really talk with them, uh, interviewing them, uh, listening them also. Uh, but I think, yeah, I think the, the key is to talk with your customers. And that's actually something that most companies, they kind of, you know, slip into, yeah. but mm -hmm. they kind of guess and, yeah. and think that they know and uh, they, they need solid ground for their decisions. And that can only be achieved by talking to the customers. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of marketers forget about, about that um, because a lot of sales and uh, customer success team talked with their customers, but not enough marketers. Mm -hmm. mm. And uh, I, I think it's, it's, it can change things if marketers talk with customers uh, more than actually they do. Mm. But actually about this, because I've been in this situation before where sales and customer success teams are a bit overprotective of their customers. And don't necessarily, you know, trust marketing not to um, somehow ruin the relationship they have with the customers or prospective customers. So did that happen to you? And uh, if it did, how do you get past that? I, I think you have to be on the same page with all your, your, your colleagues, you know. Um, I think you also have to talk with your colleague about your customers. You, 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 can't, you, you can't call a, a customer Uh, without telling your colleagues that you're gonna do that, you know. So I, I think, yeah, I, th I think the, 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 the best way is to is to meet with your colleagues and 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 figure it with uh, with them. You know? mm -hmm. Yeah, like make sure that they are everyone's on the same page mm -hmm. and uh, yeah. understands the the value of the of the exercise. Mm -hmm. And maybe have that conversation going on all the time, like right from the very start of like, if we think about product development, so that marketing would already be there uh, when, when you call to customers about product and mm -hmm. how, what direction you should develop that one. Um, all right, uh, so what alternatively would prevent content marketing from supporting growth? Yeah, that's a good question. So for, for me, my, my first answer would be sales and marketing misalignment. Um, because I, I think this is a main factor in the failure of content strategies. Uh, and in my opinion, marketing should, shouldn't work alone, as I said before. But and in end with sales team, um, because they have the, the knowledge of the, of the field. So you need to organize monthly editorial committees to bring up current challenges and address them in, in your content. Now, I also think that not understanding your audience intent can be detrimental to your, to your strategy. So as I said, I think it's very important to know your targets perfectly. Hmm. It's actually a, a perfect um, segue to my next question. You always get these, don't you? Like a nice segue. Like a revelation, you know? <laughs> um, I guess, yeah, the, there's maybe one, one more element that may uh, prevent content marketing from supporting growth, and that could be the CEO. In many, in many cases, uh, CEOs might 
misunderstand the value of content marketing of or or what it can actually achieve um or even its purpose um so how do you get your ceo to understand content marketing <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't have a magical recipe, you know, <laughs> a secret sauce. Yeah, but uh, I think it's a, it's a very difficult task. Uh, I think the key here, and it, it's um, always the same, but it's education and internal communication. Um, and I think more than the CEO, you need to continually communicate internally about the progress of your projects, your objective, how this fits into the company's overall strategy. Um, I think any opportunity is a good one to highlight the work of the marketing team. Um, and to speak more specifically about the CEO, you need to report the results from a business point of view. Uh, you have to show him the impact that content has on revenue. Uh, you can talk to him about CAC, ITV, RI, and finally revenue. I think it's, a, it's, a, it's the most important things to have your CEO on the same page and, uh, and uh, understanding the, the, the content marketing strategy you, you're doing. Mm -hmm. Actually about revenue, what, uh, I'm, and I'm thinking like very specifically about HubSpot at the moment, um, you know, and the, like the different ways to measure attribution. Um, do you have a favorite way to attribute revenue to content marketing? <laughs> Yes, it's, 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 a, it's a really difficult topic um, because attribution is uh, quite overlooked, I think, and um, never understood very, very good by, by everyone. So um, for, for me, uh, it was, it was the, the first touch point uh, a, a lead had with, with a marketing activity because I wanted to know where they came from. You mm -hmm. know? Um, but for, for some points, it, it can be the last touch or a multi-touch attribution strategy. But I think it's, it's, it's really complicated because today you, you, you have dark social, you know. Um, so you, 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 you can't know quite uh, enough or, or quite uh, uh, completely uh, where, where people, where, where lead uh, came from. Um, you can have some 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 data, some signals, but I think it's not it's it's not going to be the the, the the old picture, you know. Mm -hmm. So it, it it can help you, but it's not it's not something you 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 have to you have to to check like uh, religiously, you know. Um, and you've led uh, successfully uh, you love words marketing operations for five years, and managed to achieve. Uh, three mil in ARR from content marketing. So um, how did you do that? It was quite easy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> it, took, it took me almost five years. So, you know. <laughs> no, it, 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 was, it was a bit difficult, but uh, uh, I, I think the, the key uh, is to start early and gradually. Um, so initially, we, we asked for a complete audit of our content strategy. So shout out to, to Jean-Baptiste, uh, if you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> you know him. Uh, him. <laughs> and, um, and, and then uh, this enabled us to identify our areas of expertise and put in place an appropriate content strategy. Then we gradually ramped things up, publishing more and more content, improving our, our branding, measuring more things and so on. 
but we, we, we started small and then uh, scaled up things. So you ate the elephant piece by piece. Yeah. 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 We, we, I think uh, at first we, we published maybe like one or two blog posts per month, maybe one ebook per semester, you know? Um, but, um, after a few months or a few words, when we saw we had traction, we scaled up things. It's like, um, Lego marketing. Yeah. Coin that term. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can. Yeah, okay. something, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, since you talked about like um, building the, the 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 world of content at You Love Words uh, gradually, how does one build a marketing team that can deliver and you know also potentially exceed your 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 expectations? And uh, yeah, what skills and maybe profiles uh, should one be after, and in which order as well? Um, uh, no, I, I think here yeah, the, the four priority roads, in my opinion, uh, are paid. I think it's, it's one of the most important because I'm, I'm convinced that for paid to be a successful strategy, you need to recruit a dedicated profile. So you can start by working with an agency or freelancer at the beginning, but you will soon be limited. Um, I think this profile needs to have in-depth knowledge of the company, its metrics, to create and capture demand because it's, it's a real thing, you know. Um, I think they need to have the nose in the CRM. They need to optimize campaigns for the best in-platform performance, but above all, optimize campaigns for the best business performance. This is for me the, uh, the, the why they need to be in-house and not outsourced. Mm -hmm. um, I think the next role, of course, is content. So I'm not going to try to convince you about the, the importance of in, investing in content because content is king, content is key. <laughs> so whatever your stage of maturity, you need to invest heavily and as early as possible in content production. As I said before, you don't have to invest in a lot of content, in a lot of formats, you know, uh, but you have to start really early because your your, your competitors are already, already doing content, you know. Um, so yeah, I think it's central to your to your dimension, your brand, and your social engine presence. So I think you have to recruit these three profiles: SEO, copywriter or journalist, and distribution. Um, I think the third role I will recruit is campaigns, and uh, we'll be looking here for a Swiss Army knife, multidisciplinary profile, jack of all trades. <laughs> But above all, uh, I think smart people with a high degree of autonomy. Uh, I think depending on your different segments or regions, uh, the sub-departments may operate independently of the others, but may also be made up of members of other teams, like you know, like the squad. Um, I think they will execute or retention campaigns with your, your audiences, test new formats, participate in events or local actions. Um, and you can split your recruitments according to your audiences, like enterprise or SMB, and all your regions like EMEA, APAC, and uh, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, and for me, the last one, but it's it's a really important one, is product, uh, because for me, it's the department that links all the departments together: R&D, product, customer success, sales, and of course marketing. So I think this is a key role as it is the master of the right orchestration of messaging to your prospects and customer. So I think his scope of work is in-depth market knowledge, listening and messaging, product launches, sales enablement, 
etc. So no skipping on, on quality here. And and I, I'm I'm well aware that in real life you can't <laughs> have everything. But if I had the budget, this is how I would structure structure my, my dream marketing team. Episode 103 with Alexis Chevalier is brought to you by growth marketing agency Advanced B2B. Advanced B2B is here to drive sustainable revenue growth through a combination of strategic brand marketing and tactical performance, customer acquisition and retention. And it's worth mentioning that Advanced B2B is a diamond HubSpot partner and can help you streamline your marketing tech stack for the future. And that means Advanced B2B is here to help you set up and optimize your HubSpot ecosystem. Whatever your marketing challenge, Advanced B2B can support your growth with a data-driven approach. To learn more, visit advancedb2b.com. All right. Um, I'm actually interested in hearing your opinion on the, the kind of um, matter that many companies do create that content uh, and they do quite a lot of it. And then they wonder why they're not growing. So what's up with that? <laughs> yeah, yeah it, um, there, there may be several reasons for, for this. I think the, the first thing to do is to identify and define key success indicators. Uh, so what do you consider growth, actually? Uh, is it a number of visits to your site, a number, a number of subscribers to your newsletter or social networks, a number of leads, opportunities, or customers generated? So take the time beforehand to define your objectives clearly. It's the, it's the first thing you have to do. Um, next, I would say that the most important thing is a time horizon over which you look at your performance. Building an audience, creating engagement, take time. I recommend reviewing your strategy at least every six months to make sure you're ending in the right direction. And then uh, make sure you're addressing the right audience issues if you produce content that doesn't match the expectation, you will miss your target. Um, and lastly, I think it's not enough distribution. So you need to spend as much time producing your content as you do, do distribu distributing it. So it's one thing to produce quality content. It's quite another to dis distribute it pro properly. Actually, about this, there is this... Uh, I, I... I don't think I found the actual source of this, but there is this, um, the word on the street <laughs> is that, you know, you should spend like 80% of your time uh, yeah. distributing the content and then only 20% of your time should be like uh, spent on, on creation. But of course, I would say that in reality, we're probably closer to like 80, 20 in the other way. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, do you have like an advice to share um, for our listeners to maybe reverse the trend and actually find the time to distribute the content other than, you know, just do it? <laughs> um, I, I think, I think that the best way is to split your, your calendar or your start uh, between produce and distribute. Um, I, I, I will not say that 80-20 is, is, is the best way to, to do it. I think it's more than 50-50, you know. Or oh, 100 and 100. You know. <laughs> <laughs> no, because, yeah, yeah it's, it's, as I said, it's, uh, it's, um, it's really important to, to, to create good content, quality content. But you, you have to, to find the, the, the networks, the channels 
where you can distribute it and, and, uh, and actually uh, address it to, to the right audiences, you know. Mm-hmm. And doesn't it come back to the um, numbers again? Like uh, with content, if you just create content, you, you have no numbers to show to the management team. And then when you distribute the content that is quality content, then you would obviously get uh, the numbers that you need to justify yeah. any decision or any budget or anything that you need. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. So instead of instead of just doing content, 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 you just concentrate on doing quality content and then yeah. distributing that in right channels. And that's probably a trial and error, isn't it? To find the right channels. Yeah, of course, always. I think, I think the, the the first year you you will do a, a lot of errors, but I I, I always think like um, errors for me are learnings, you know. Mm. And uh, um, it's 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 not actually it's not it's not a, a, a lot of time to do some mistakes because it's it's learnings you, you can use for, for for the next test you 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 can you can you can do. Well, since you mentioned tests, uh, and that's linked to uh, a company we used to work uh, at together, um, how much of what you do is uh, experimentation and uh, A/B testing? I don't know how to answer that, that question because uh, maybe you, you can you can uh, take ten percent of your time to do some experiments, but I think everything is an experiment. <laughs> so I can uh, also answer one hundred percent. Actually, that's uh, again a good segue to the next question about uh, maybe experimenting with uh, with longer forms of content. But we know that people skim through content. Like, they don't read anymore. So even if we, even knowing this, you're a strong advocate for, you know, long and educational content. Why is that? Yeah, I am, I am, I am, I am. <laughs> but um, I, I don't think it's necessary for every type of, uh, of business um, because I think producing long, long form allows you to establish your expertise and educate your audiences. Uh, um, but not all audiences have the same needs. Um, so what's most important here is the, is the user experience. Uh, what experience do you want to create for your audiences? And I think for some companies, it may be more relevant to produce short, easily consumable content on social networks, for example. So make sure you also respond to your audience's consum- consumption uh, habits. It's nice to want to produce long content, but sometimes, it's not just the, the right thing to, to do. Hmm. I thought you would say like long content all the time, always. <laughs> I was yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'm a strong advocate, but you know, it's, it's, it's not mm-hmm. for everyone. Uh, you know. and you, I think that you need to stay alert and see how your audience um, kind of evolves and, yeah. and, and grows. Because if you think about the new generations coming in and they got different kind of... Um, media consumption um, habits. Uh, that's yeah. something that needs to be considered so that you can't just do your set way all the way from the school yeah. or university to the retirement. <laughs> uh, I think you, you, you always have to adapt yeah. to, to trends, to changes, to, to your, your customers. I think so the, the, the main thing is to, is to have a strategy correlated to your customers consumption habits 
because it's a, it's a, it's a real thing. Mm -hmm. And this is actually a nice segue to the next question I have, uh, and it's about the trend that is becoming pretty much of a norm. But AI, so um, we no longer need content marketers. We have AI to produce content, cheap and easy. Is that what people, you know, are saying at the moment? So, what's your view on that? Yeah, actually, we can uh, we can look at the, the open AI chaos uh, uh, like this week. So. <laughs> They just, rehired, uh, they just they just rehired yeah, yeah, the CEO saw, this morning. <laughs> wow, it was like a Hollywood movie, the making, <laughs> um, and um, no, I, I think AI is a great way to 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 help you produce content as a content marketer, you know. Uh, but I think it will never replace the human brain uh, for for now. For now. Maybe in a few weeks or in a few months, I would say completely different. Uh, but I think the ability to produce great content, the ability to articulate complex, complex thoughts is a human, human thing. So I think of AI as a super, super intern. <laughs> it's here <laughs> working for you 24 seven. It's free. <laughs> you can ask it anything. It's not going to be mad. Uh, but content isn't just words, you know, it has to be memorable for mm -hmm. me. Okay. And AI can do that today. Actually, about still about AI, um, I was thinking if you turn the, um, not just from the production person point of view, but also from the search point of view, because, uh, you know, like we increasingly are using voice, uh, voice search, uh, you know, on our phones, on, you know, speakers at home and stuff like that. Um, so what do you think, I mean, of course, no one really knows, <laughs> no one really knows, but what do you think will happen with voice search as, you know, um, now chat, chat GPT four is, uh, like a, you know, great leap forward versus chat GPT 3.5. Um, and, you know, also crawling the internet, uh, live, um, to, to provide the answers. So as, and that's a big, maybe as we're maybe um, typing less to search and asking questions directly to voice assistants, and then those voice assistants are picking only one answer, would you say that this makes content marketing investments today even more relevant? Um, well, basically to, to make sure that you are that one search result picked by the voice uh, assistants. Yeah, that's a good question, but I, I... I see that, that, that trend like every year since 10 years, you know, since Alexa came out. So, so I think it's, it's not, it's not a, a real trend. I think we were going to wait a few more years be, before the, 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 the consumptions habits of everyone will change. And, uh, I think it's, it's, it's quite soon to talk about vocal voice search, you know, and, uh, I think you, you have to focus on create quality content. And that's, that's the main thing you, you have to think about. Mm -hmm. Create quality content, you know. Don't, don't think about voice and the three new trends you can see. I think it's create content, quality content. Yeah. Good mantra. Mm -hmm. um, well, would that then be um, your best content marketing advice for 2024 yeah but like i just said for me even more than before with ai 
you'd need to produce unique, memorable, original content. Because content, content that you're proud of, and that as a reader or a listener, you will be delighted to read or listen or consume. It, 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 it has to be your, your, main, your main target, your main goal. Fabulous. All right. We've actually reached the, the end of our chat. Uh, but before we uh, let you go, uh, here's our first five segment. All right. Five short answers. Five, well, actually, five questions, five short answers. Are you ready? I'll try. Yeah. Okay. Good. Let's go. Ooh. <laughs> All right. I book uh, to re- recommend to the marketers watching or listening. Yeah, so it's it's a uh, it's always the same actually. Uh, give the, the book a lot of time, um, and it's it's a book by Basecamp co-founders. The title is "It Doesn't Have to Be Crazy at Work," so it's kind of my entire work philosophy. Uh, because I yeah I I, I I don't want to be crazy at work, and uh, you don't have to spend eighty hours a week working. Or spending your entire day in meetings to be successful. It's the it's a, it's a main it's the main topic of the of the book. So it's quite actually the opposite. So it's great for me. A SaaS company you love and why? It's a difficult question because there is a lot of SaaS companies I love, but I I, I try a, a different answer. So it's not really SaaS, but I would say LinkedIn because I spend a lot of time uh, there learning and discussing with school folks every day. So yeah, for me, LinkedIn is actually quite big at the moment. It's past 1 billion uh, 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 users this week. So yeah, LinkedIn, of course. All right. Your favorite platform to read about growth? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm not sure if you want to format here, but blogs and newsletters for me are my top picks. Like, you know, I, I actually uh, subscribe to a lot of Substack personal newsletter and uh, uh, like Elena Verna, you know, Emily Kramer, uh, other guys like, like that. The most important growth metric. Revenue, no hesitation here. Your best piece of advice for fellow marketers. I think my best piece of advice is to test and learn every day. Like we said, in, in, in earlier and you, you will get better. You have to test everything every day and you will get better. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining, Alex. It was a pleasure. A pleasure was all mine, guys, and thanks uh, a lot for the invite. Thanks, Alex. And that's a wrap. I hope you found this insightful. To get more from us, you can follow and subscribe to the SaaS Breath Up podcast on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. And to learn more about growth marketing in general, visit advancedb2b.com.